You're listening to the Art Promise Podcast, episode 49. I'm your host, Patty Johnson. This is the podcast where we talk about how to get more shows, grants, and residencies. And on this podcast, I'm discussing what to do when you have a large gap in your exhibition history. So let's say you have kids and you were unable to make art during their toddler years or whenever the years were that that things were difficult for you or you had kids and then there was COVID and then a parent got sick or whatever happens when life happens and your studio practice suffers and so to do your exhibitions. So the first thing I want to note here is that almost all CBs I look at had breaks or lulls in them. And that is because life happens to all of us. It is more common to have a period of a couple years where you don't have a lot of shows or you don't have any than it is to have a completely consistent CV. It is also more common for men to have fewer interruptions in their career, which is one of the many structural reasons that they get more opportunities. The child rearing years demand less time from them, and that's just a reality, right? Now, putting the patriarchy aside, late career statistics reveal a reality that might put your mind at rest. So on an episode called Late Bloomers, which aired on the TED Radio Hour podcast last October, scientist Albert Laszlo Barabasi says that every project a person does statistically has the same chance of being their best. And this is relevant because there's a lot of myths out there that tell us how if you don't make it when you're really young, you're screwed. This scientist's findings tell us that success is a bit more like a lottery ticket in that the more lottery tickets you buy, the higher your chance of winning, or in this case, showing, right? So put it another way, The more you make, the more you show, the better your chances are of success. Now, I want to interrupt myself here for a moment because if you're feeling a little demoralized because you haven't been able to produce that much and everything I've said thus far is, hey, you just have to work more. And that is exactly the problem. I want to put an emphasis on the point that will quell your sorrow which is that according to late bloomers, the reason that age tends to correlate with success, statistically speaking, is that people are more productive when they're younger. And of course, he points to scientists who have won Nobel Prizes in their 70s because they are able to work. But we have lots of examples in the art world, right? Carmen Herrera, Leonora Carrington, Louise Bourgeois. They're all examples of artists who have gained recognition much later in life. Herrera sold her first painting at the age of 89, right? So the upshot here is that if you keep at it, then your chances of success are higher. So my message here isn't put your brushes away, but rather the first thing that you can do to deal with a gap in your exhibition record is to get back to work. Now, once you do that, many of the solutions you need to deal with the gap will appear organically, right? So If you have no show opportunities, you can start applying for opportunities. You can reach out to residencies where you'll have uninterrupted time to make work and old friends who might be able to help you find shows and look at your work. There are a lot of ways to get back in the saddle. And as you do it, you may find that you start talking to galleries. When you start talking to galleries, they're going to ask you about those gaps. There's no way around it. And my advice is just. Don't try to hide them. 
explain the life circumstances. And you can also explain that some of the time that is missing on your CV when you're not showing is you getting back in the studio and building up inventory. They're going to want to see that. These are all explanations that make sense to a gallery owner, curator, or administrator because they're all true. And they are used to meeting artists who have those interruptions in their life because they have an all artist. And the beauty of true explanations is that they're easy to remember. You live them. You don't have to make a marker like you know what happened. It is hard to remember fabricated stories because they're made up or, you know, stories that omit key details that you think are really important to your narrative career, but are worried about one reason or another. So don't do that. Every story is going to be curated to a greater or lesser degree. That is true. But the place that I see artists get in the most trouble are the decisions that use self-consciousness as a rationale for omitting information that a professional actually needs to make decisions. The most common example here is omitting an exhibition page on your website because you're afraid it makes evident that you don't have enough shares. But that's such a subjective number that you need to be really careful about making decisions like that. There's always a show you wish you had. And my feeling is that three shows is enough to create a separate page dedicated to exhibitions alone on your website. And if you even have one show with a shot of just your work, not a bunch of other work in it, it should be highlighted on your website in a prominent place. The price of not doing this, of course, is that when you omit from your website the exact shots that a dealer or curator needs to understand how your work looks in the context of the show, that then they don't have enough information to make a decision. This is the documentation that allows people to picture your work in their space. If you want to show in galleries, I recommend using an image of work in a gallery on the front page of your website. Second most common omission I see in support materials is the CV on the website. If you don't have a large history or there are a lot of gaps, one of the worst ways to deal with that is to not include a CV on your website. Artists who want to show in galleries and museums need a CV on their website because that is what gallerists, dealers, curators, they're all looking for that. And if it doesn't exist, the de facto assumption from these professionals is going to be that it doesn't exist because either A, you're a hobbyist, or B, you're not serious enough to list it. Don't let anyone think that. While I'm talking about the subject of CVs, I want to encourage everyone to list their birth year on a CV. Now, I know this is a very contentious subject. And I get why you might want to exclude it. I'm going to go over some of those reasons here because I think the reasons are legitimate, right? So the first one is that we know that ageism exists in the art world. Why do we want to give people a chance to act on it? And I think there's actually a parallel sales strategy and psychology that may be applicable here to why you would want to exclude a CV, which is that If you tell people the price of an item before they're ready to buy, they will dismiss the work as too expensive before they even know that they want or need it, right? And the same could be true for artists. 
if you tell somebody your age before they've really gotten familiar with the work, then they could dismiss it. And of course, the answer to that is yes, they could. That can happen. I have a rationale for why I think it's better to list the age than not. And I recognize that it won't, (laughs) not everybody's going to be on the same page, but I think it's important to list out the pros here regardless, right? Now, I think the core belief here for not listing it is that if the person, the professional just sees enough of the art, they're going to be convinced. And my feeling is, is that the framing of the art needs to be done in a very specific way for it to have a maximum impact. And if it's not, then they can dismiss it. So one of the reasons that including a birth year on the CV as a convention is that it follows a museological standard. So if a wall label historicizes work by listing the data was executed, when the artist was born, where they grew up, and where they currently live, the CV should do that as well. Because what it does for you is it builds historical importance and gravity around your work. And I think that that historical importance, the gravity, and the knowledge and use of the convention itself outweighs ageism because you are positioning yourself in a particular place within the art industry. Now, if you leave the birth date off, it could also flag you as older than you really are because people are used to seeing that omitted by people who are old. I didn't want to say the word old, but (laughs) what choice do I have? They're used to seeing it omitted by people who are over the age of 60. So if you're not over the age of 60 and you're omitting your age because you feel like ageism exists, maybe you don't need to do that. And finally, if you leave your age off a CV and a gallerist doesn't figure out your age, they're likely not working at a very high level, right? If they find out after the fact, then I think that can be, you know, maybe just a mismatch for you. You don't want to be working with people who don't know enough to read into a CV. Now, lastly, I want to acknowledge here that age contributes to the saleability of an artist's work. And if you haven't showed that much, you're above 40, and you don't have a sales record, the fact of the matter is, is the job of selling the work is going to be harder. And gallerists are aware of that, and you are aware of that. And that is why all of this sort of self-consciousness exists. It is harder. And you don't have control over that, right? Even though galleries will tell collectors not to purchase artworks as investments, many of them do. And if a market doesn't exist to be built upon, it's harder to do that later in life. It's one of the reasons that I think artists who are frustrated with the nonprofit scene and then want to make the jump to commercial sales later on in life have such a hard time making that transition. Also, many times the work isn't easily collected, but that's another podcast. All right, so I just want to go over and summarize what we've talked about, right? Because in sum, if you are getting back to your work and you're wondering how to deal with the gaps in your exhibition history or sparse exhibition history, this is my advice. First, remember that everyone has gaps. 
You are not alone. Everyone has these. Get back into the studio, number two. Contact old friends. Start applying to residencies and other opportunities. Number three, explain to anyone that asks the reason that the gap exists. Whatever that reason is, it's a good one. So just let them know. Number four, make sure your website has an exhibition page on it. Number five, put a CV on your website, even if it makes you nervous. And number six, don't omit anything on your CV. And that's it. The more you work, the further down the page on the CV that gap will be, and the less it will matter. All right, everyone. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. It really helps get that valuable information out to more artists just like you. You can find all of the names and the links that we reference in this conversation at workshop.art slash podcast.